What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Over a Brew. Um, on today's episode, I'm actually bringing on my man, Jesse Hernandez. Uh, Jesse Hernandez, I've known him since, you know, as a child, uh, playing soccer, uh, being rivals, um, going to the opposite schools. And, you know, I've always known this guy through mutual friends, through cousins, and I'm super excited to see him grow and excited for him to share his story on here. He actually started a company called El Cejas uh, Michelada Mix, which uh, I yet, I'm yet to try it. So I'm actually probably going to be trying it while we're having this podcast or after this, and I'll be giving my two cents, but I've heard amazing things about it thus far. Uh, with no further ado, guys, let's bring on Jesse Hernandez. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Um, I'm honored and privileged to be here with Cruz. Um, like he just mentioned to everyone, uh, we've known each other since we were little. We actually grew up playing soccer together. We were op- you know, we're, we're, we're opposite teams. He used to play for a team named Atlas. I used to play for a team named Chivas. The funny part is that <laughs> these two teams are actually rivals in real life, and we were rivals in you know growing up being kids. Yeah. So it's uh, it's crazy how. You know, he reached out to me and he, he asked that he wanted, you know, to interview me of, of what we're doing and what, what's been going on with the business. And um, just it's it's crazy because, like I said, I, I've known Cruz since we were little and he he used to live here in Stockton. Then when he moved out, you know, he started doing his own thing. And I've been seeing him do a lot of great things with his life as well. And it's just crazy the growth that he's had. And, you know, 10, 10 years later, we're here now talking over a brew. <laughs> yeah. And uh <laughs> It's, it's crazy how we've both grown so much and we were associated with the same friends, the same people, but now it's like, you know, we're, we're both doing something different, but at the same time, I believe we're both having success at, at what we're doing. So it's amazing to be here on the show with you guys and share our story of, of what we're doing and what we're planning to do. So I really appreciate you for inviting me to be part of this and it's just great you know what i mean i really appreciate it yeah no thank you so much for being on bro i, I appreciate your time i appreciate the the compliments and and the, how you said i think we're both we've both grown so much to become the people that we are today yeah, yeah and definitely. before you know we got on here we were talking about how crazy it is thinking back uh 10 years ago we i personally would have been a thought of actually starting a podcast or even having a conversation with you about your business and where you're going with it so it, it's super cool that we get to sit down and talk about it. No, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. I would have, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be thinking I was over here selling micheladas, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's crazy how, how things work out, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have other plans in life yeah. and things don't go the way that you planned and then you find yourself doing something better than what you thought you would be doing. And, and I think that's in my case because my plans were never to, to actually be selling micheladas. As you know, I love soccer. So my plans were actually to be playing professional soccer, you know, so that didn't happen. I got surgery on my knee and other things happened. And then, you know, things always happen for a reason. So it's crazy how things worked out. And now I'm not the soccer guy. Now I'm the Michelada guy. (laughs) Which I'm super excited that you brought that up. And you're already talking about how things happen for a reason. And, you know, life happens for you, not to you. So let's start off with uh, who were who were you, Jesse, growing up and what type of person were you? Okay, well, yeah, growing up, I've always, uh, so my whole life I've been playing soccer since I was five years old. That's all I knew. I've always loved soccer. And um, I feel like I'm the same Jesse I was when I was five years old, the same Jesse that was always trying to be funny, always trying to, you know, 
we maybe I guess you could say the, the class clown or the kid yeah. clown, like trying to get people to laugh and stuff. That's I remember you, bro. Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> something that, or if we were if we were out playing soccer and it was like, oh, who's gonna hit the squirrel? It would be me trying to be you know hit the squirrel or do something funny. Yeah. I remember doing that. I remember always uh, getting ice from the from the ice man, and we would put it in bottles and put water and uh-huh. wait for it to explode. Like it would, I would always be that no one doing doing those bad things. You know what I mean? Uh, so I feel like growing up, I always try to be, you know, you know, um, get along with everybody, you know, not, yeah. not have problems with everybody, but try to be that funny person. And even till this day, you know, growing up now, I always try to be that person who, you know, if I walk into a room with a bunch of people I don't know, I try to make friends and, and be known that, you know, I'm there and, and, and in a good way, you know, bringing the positive vibes and always trying to be positive. So um, it's just, I, I just feel like that's how I grew up and... I feel like a lot of that has also has, has also attracted a lot of people to my business, because a lot of people that I talk to tell me, hey, you know, you you have a very likable personality, you know, you're funny, you're a cool guy, so I feel like it's uh, it's helped me today to become who I've become, you know. And that's true. I, I was you know earlier this morning I went on a walk. As you know, I'm doing this 45 hard challenge, and I went on a walk with my girlfriend, and I was just talking to her about about you, and I I mentioned to her that. You've always been that person that would always talk to everyone, regardless if it was it was your competition or regardless if it was someone that you didn't know or older than you, you talked to them, which I admire so much. To me, I was polar opposite. For me, I was more reserved, more quiet. Yeah. I've been. I was always, you know, to myself, I always like to make friends and talk to people and always try to be a good influence to someone. Uh, but I guess that for me was more, I was more shy. Yeah, yeah, you know? And you were the polar opposite. You were yeah, like, I, I remember that. Everyone. I remember yeah. that, yeah, yeah. And I remember when you would sometimes go to the games and stuff, you would you would be there, but sometimes, you know what I mean, you'd just be relaxed to yourself and stuff. Yeah. And maybe I was just a goofball, so I wouldn't care, you know what I mean, but people, like, I don't know. And I feel like that, I feel like maybe at one point you care what people think about you to a certain extent, but at some point it could eliminate a lot of opportunities of, of doing certain stuff. Yeah. And I think that's why me with this business, I could have potentially failed, but then I say, what if I potentially succeed? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's something, you know, it's either up or down, but if, if, if it's not one or the other, you know, you got to choose one. So yeah. I decided, you know what, let's do this. Let's make it happen. And if it works great and if it doesn't, well then it doesn't, but I'd rather say, at least I tried than to say, what if I would have? Yeah. So. Oh, damn, bro. That's that's fire. That's so true. I, and many of us, at least people that possibly are listening to this, have a thought in their mind of trying to do something. I didn't think that we would get this deep, this this yeah. quick, and this this much fire and these many nuggets that people can already <laughs> start taking. Which I'm super excited for those people who are listening today. Uh, you know, before we get into how you started your business, I, I want to talk about soccer because you did mention it. Yeah. Um, how you know, growing up, you had the opportunity. Am, am I wrong? as I remember was that you had the opportunity to almost go professional. Yeah. How did that go? So I actually lived in Guadalajara for almost about a year. So I actually was playing over there for Tecos. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, it was a second division professional team. So I was 17 when I went over there. We actually uh, left. How'd you get recruited first? So, I, like- so we, left from, we left from here, from Stockton. Uh, there is a, um, a professional soccer player that played with America. He actually recruited certain players to go play over there, and um, we were one of the one of the, some of the players that were recruited. And then actually, uh, your cousin Rolito, he, he actually was part of those players as no well. Way. 
So we went over there with my friend, uh, my one of my other friends, Hector. It was only us three that knew each other, and then other players were from San Jose and other uh, other different places. So we went over there. We played several games, and then after playing several games, we actually played against America. We played against Toluca. We played against Pumas. So it was just kind of like you know what we call cascariando against mm-hmm. players, but actually being seen by professional scouts. So when we played against America, I remember we ended up beating them. Four three or something like that. I scored three goals against them. No way. So then there was a, a very known uh, person that from America called Alfredo Tena. So Alfredo Tena, I caught his attention, his eye. So for people who know who Alfredo Tena is, for you to catch his eye, you know that's that's not just any eye that you're catching. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's a very 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 popular person, very known known uh, figure in the soccer industry. So when he told me, hey, you know, I like how you play. Uh, you did a very good job or whatever. But, you know, you're you're 17 years old. I'm working with players who are 15. You know, if you if you would be a little bit younger, we would take you right now in the instinct. So things happen that, you know, I told him, well, you know, I'm coming from California. You know, I need to know now because if not, you know, might as well go back. So things were that didn't happen. But by then, when I seen that he I caught his attention, I said, OK, well, if I caught this guy's attention, I don't have to wait for America. I could go to another team. So then the things the, the way that things worked out was. We had a, an aunt that um, her her son is a very far aunt. It's actually my grandmother's cousin, so it's very far for me. So I never met the lady. Yeah. Her 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 son um, actually does all the passports and all the papers for the for the for the players. So she he was doing all that for Tecos. Mm-hmm. So then what he did was he introduced me to like you know they were having a training and he introduced me to the coaches. And he told me, hey, you know, I don't know who you are, but I guess, you know, they're telling me you're my cousin and that you're you're really good and that you play good. And, um, you know, well, I got you a, a tryout or whatever against these wow. players. So then we tried out. They put me against, like, other other teams that weren't professional, other players that weren't professionals. We played against a professional team. We ended up losing 4-2, but I scored the two goals. So then at that moment, they actually told my cousin, hey, you know, we're going to give him a try. So they let, actually stayed several months there playing with them. And then um, after staying with them, it I, I actually was living there with, with my aunt for several months. And then uh, I came back, came over here to, to Stockton, visit my family. I would go back and forth. And then I got her. And then after getting hurt, well, you know, eventually, you know, I got surgery on my knee. And after that, you know, tore my ACL. The dream was over. Um, how, how did you feel at that point? Well, at that point, when I came back, it was um, it was depressing. Because I knew that, you know, it was over. I could have gone back. You know, there's a lot of players that go back. To this day, when I walk, even though I got surgery, my knee still pops out. No way. So, luckily, I'm able, I've learned to how to put it back into place. So, I still play sometimes here and there. And I know how to now, you know, put it back into place. But it was depressing. Is that and Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, it was depressing. And um, at that time, when I came back, it was more depressing to know that you had failed. And all the people that believed in you or knew that you were going over there to be like oh what happened you know why didn't you make it so you the, wow. you, you would kind of have to make excuses for yourself to not feel like a failure yeah. oh well it's, it's because my knee my, my knee or you know my knee broke or my knee or whatever so you would make excuses making yourself believe that to make you feel better that that it didn't happen because of that Damn. so so at that time i was 18 when i came back 18 and a half about to be 19 and um I didn't know what to do. I know I didn't. I didn't know what to do with my life. I was, I was. Uh, we were out of high school. I remember we would just party, drink. I, I was still living with my parents, so it was just always every week partying and drinking, partying and drinking, trying to forget that you were 
that you failed. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my in my eyes, I I failed, and I was like, okay, well, I'm you know I, I lost. I'm a loser in what I tried to do. You know what I mean? It didn't happen. So it was just drinking and partying, drinking and partying, drinking and partying, and then eventually, um, my aunt was introduced to a network marketing company, and she invited me to to go to to a meeting, and I was just sitting down listening to the speakers, you know, minding my own business. Uh, minding my minding my own business, and um, you know, one of the speakers came up to me and was like, "Hey, you know, I'm just sitting down." And he comes up to me. And he says, "Hey, you know, you have a lot of potential in you. I know you, you're gonna you're gonna do great, and you're gonna do." So I looked at him like, "Oh, you're crazy! This guy's just you know speaking out of his ass." Yeah. So then, I ended up uh, doing the company and stuff, and I ended up reading books, learning more about self development, learning that you know life isn't about you know. Is, is, is not always about being successful. You have to fail to be successful. So then it made me believe that everything that I've been through, the soccer, everything that I did, everything that I've, I, I tried to accomplish and I didn't was preparing me for what I wanted to, to actually do yeah. or actually become. So then I, I did that company several years. I, I, made, I made a lot of money, but I think I made more in what I learned and what I experienced. Mm -hmm. Because after that, I learned that in life, you know, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And yeah. it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So I learned, it made my mindset, my mindset uh, do a 360 of how I thought about, you know, how I thought about stuff. Yeah. And I even thought if I knew what I knew today, I would have become professional. Because I would have went back and said, you know what, all oh, this little injury is not going to stop me from doing it. The, I failed and that moment I said it was over. I quit. So I learned something that uh, winners never quit and quitters never win. Yeah. So I actually quit, but then I said, you know what? I quit in this. That's the last time I'm ever going to quit on anything else. So that's, you know, my, that's how my soccer career happened. And it didn't become pro, but, you know, like I said, um, like, my, like my, my wife tells me, you know, well, that's good you didn't become pro because you wouldn't have met me. We wouldn't have had our son. So there's greater things that come with, you know, what, what, what didn't happen for you. So that's, yeah. that's a little bit about the soccer life. Wow. Wow. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm blown away by the way that you think because not a lot of people think that way. A lot of people will just say, you know what, I didn't go pro. Um, and at that moment would just, you know, submerge themselves into living the life that they don't deserve. Yeah. Right? Uh, and just kind of like what you said, for me it was the same way. I, I once, when I turned 21 years old, uh, I was driving with one of my friends and I said, uh, I feel, I felt like a loser, and here's why. I was in debt, $5,000. I mean, being 18, 20 years old, $5,000 was a lot of money, right? Yeah. In debt, $5,000. Uh, didn't know what I wanted to do. Was going to school just for fun, to hang out with friends, to, to be that way. And in my mind, um, I've always thought that I wasn't meant to be great, right? Yeah. Living here. I, I had to step away from this to realize that this was only preparing me for what's gonna come next, mm. for the chapter that was coming into my life, for what I was gonna do. Like for instance, podcasting, YouTubing, you know, being part of, you know, starting my own business pretty soon, those type of things, it only prepared me to sharpen my sword every single day. And that's kind of like what you went through. You know, you had to suffer from a pain, which unfortunately had to, you know, uh, end in a bad way where you didn't end up you know, following your dream, which I'm sure that that was your dream because I just saw the way that you were describing that moment and how you went from the back tense to now the present. But I, I'm, super, I'm, I'm super proud 
at, you know, that the fact that you make the decision and said, you know, this is, it doesn't end here. And this is the last time that I'm going to quit and the last time that I'm going to let little pain stop me from pursuing what I want. Oh, yeah, right? de- definitely. Sometimes definitely. we have to walk through the rain and get wet and fall and trip, but we always have to get back up and continue enjoying. Because even when it rains, it's, it's fun. Because oh, yeah, when after rain, what happens? Growth, the sun comes out on the right? growth. Sun yep. comes out, growth starts to happen. So I'm super proud of you, bro. And now let's get into your business. There let's you go. get into your All business. Right. Uh, how'd you get started with Michelada Mix? Well, it's funny because um, for the Michelada Mix, I remember, oh, look at how everything works out. So when we were living, when we were, I was playing soccer in Mexico, there was a, we would go have Micheladas at certain places. Mm-hmm. So then there was a place that we loved how they used to make the micheladas and stuff. So after that, we you know we would be done playing, doing whatever. We would go have a couple of micheladas with the buddies, you know, celebrate our win or our loss or whatever. So we would hang out with the buddies and drink micheladas. So I kind of looked at, well, you know, they were doing everything in front of me. So I kind of looked at how they would do them. And um, when I was done with soccer, I came back. And at that time, I think my dad wasn't selling any micheladas. So I, would, I actually got back and I told him, hey, dad, you know, you should sell micheladas. They're really good. He's like, well, what's that? So I told him, well, it's basically, you know, a tomato base with, you know, with season, you know, certain seasonings, lemon, salt, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you add your beer and you put rim around, you know, tahini around your rim. Tastes good or whatever. So we started doing them and, you know, people started asking for them. So then eventually what we did was, what I did, um, I told my dad, well, you know what? We need to do more. You know what I mean? I, I didn't have a job. I didn't, I wasn't working anywhere. I was doing that network marketing company. And then uh, eventually I stopped doing the network marketing company and I didn't have an actual real job. So then my mom, who's actually one of my, my biggest supporters and she actually motivated me to, to start selling, she said, hey, you know what? Um, I'm gonna buy you one of those, uh, uh, it's called a vitrina, those clear things that where they sell the fruits. And okay. So then I was like, damn, I'm gonna look like an idiot selling fruit. Like Jesse's really gonna be selling fruit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I unconsciously I'm thinking, um, how dumb what are my friends gonna think about me i felt i was too good Mm -hmm. to be outside selling fruit like what are they gonna think about me selling fruit so it originally started with selling fruit that's how i i I actually started my little stand was selling fruit and then we did did you sorry to cut you off did you ever think like i i don't want to do this yeah definitely definitely i definitely thought that's exactly what i thought so then my mom was like no you know quit being shy just you know you can make a lot of money selling fruit so then i said okay well you know you know, forget it. I'll sell. I'll sell fruit. So then, my mom actually bought me the, the the little thing to to sell the fruit in. She bought me the fruit. She just, I think she seen the frustration in me that I wasn't doing nothing with myself. That she wanted to help so bad for me to make money some type of way. That she um, kind of pushed it on me and bought me everything. Like, cause she even bought me the fruit. She bought me everything. I didn't have to do nothing. I literally just had to be out there selling it. So then when I seen that, I said, okay, well, we're going to start doing, let's do, add some little bit of snow cones. And then I said, why don't I do micheladas? You know, I know people love drinking. Obviously, I can't sell them with alcohol because I'm outside of a facility. But I could just prepare everything in the cup already made for people just simply to add their beer, you know, add some cucumber, add some shrimp, make it look nice. And people, you know, go away with it. So then I started doing that in 2015. And, you know, I had, I brought out a little table, a little tent, a little 10 by 10 tent, and I would be out there selling uh, micheladas. And I, at first, my, I remember my dad telling me, oh, well, you know, don't, uh, 
don't if it doesn't go well for you, you know, don't don't feel bad or whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's that's how businesses start. You know, business don't always start off good. So he even told me, oh, you know, if you sell twenty, I mean, uh, sixty sixty fifty dollars a day, you'll You're be good. fine. So I was like, oh man, I'd rather just go get a job then. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna be selling sixty fifty dollars. So then I remember the the first day I did it, I put out my little stand. And, you know, it went it went well for me. You know, I didn't sell the $60, $70. And I even told my dad. And I was like, hey, dad, you know. He's like, oh, well, it actually went well. So then I. How much did you make the first time? So the first the first time that I did it was uh, it was $300. So it wasn't wow. 60 you know what I mean? And it was my first time. I didn't, I, I just, put, you know, literally put a little stand out there, made 300 bucks. I was excited, you know. I was like, wow, $300. My, mom, my mom's right, you know what I mean? You could make money, you know, selling fruit or whatever. So every time I see somebody selling fruit, I give props to those people. You know what I mean? Because I know they're out there hustling, trying to make some money, trying to make a living. And at that time, I was trying to make a living. And now I look at it as that me trying to make a living now could potentially become a career and become, you know, a company that we're trying to build. So it's just crazy how it started. So what I did after was I would only do that seasonal because then it would rain and, you know, you could only be under a tent for so long and have people come up to you. So then I said, why don't I put them in, in, in bottles? The same juice that I'm making for people to actually add their beer, I'm going to put them in bottles. So I found a base that I liked, and I added all my ingredients that I would add to and, you know, simply put them in bottles. So then I remember when I first started, I was selling, you know, I, I promoted that I, you know what, now we have Michelada Mixed El Cejas. We have, you know, bottles. I remember I promoted it that on my Instagram, and at that time, Instagram, I, I think, wasn't as big as it is today. I sold the first day I promoted that one bottle. I sold forty bucks. I mean, forty bottles. Wow! So I sold forty bottles in uh, in one day. You know what I mean? Which just family and friends, people who were trying to support the the business, trying to support you know the idea. Yeah. So I said, wow, this is cool. You know, I just sold forty bucks. You know what I mean? I mean, forty bottles. So then from there, you know, obviously it was just that time. Afterwards, I started selling uh, ten bottles. You know, a week. So I would just make my ten little bottles. Then. Months passed by, I was making 20 bottles, 30 bottles, 40 bottles. You know, now this, now we, we make up to 300 bottles a week. And we're working on actually <laughs> mass producing where we're going to be having thousands of bottles. Yeah. Being made professionally, sealed, labeled, uh, everything professionally where you could actually have it in any store. So that's, it's become something that it took, um, it's going to be about five years. And people, you know, people may see like, oh, you know, Michelada makes El Cejas. If you guys seen it around and stuff, you might, you guys might see that, you know, you look at our Instagram and stuff, you might see like, oh, you know, it's, it, it has, you know, it looks very well or it looks this, but people don't understand that it literally took five years of struggling. I was just going to ask you how long of, it took you. You know, of, of struggling and, 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 and actually making it happen because I know, I know a lot of people that, you know, might come out with other different stuff. Not just micheladas. I'm saying just in general. There's a lot of stuff out there that's coming out, and you might think it's easy, but it's, it's everything is a struggle and everything has a process. So people see now michelada mix of cejas. They see a nice logo. They see a nice you know presentation, but they don't see that it took five years to actually get there. They don't see that five years ago I was outside selling outside my dad's restaurant with a little tent and a, and, a, and a little table, which today I still sell outside the restaurant in a tent. But with you know nice a nicer looking table, you know <laughs> Another, I mean? a nicer a, presentation. A nicer, a nicer presentation. So we've we tried to advance and 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 um, little by little, you know, become better at everything that we've been doing. So I just I have a question. At that during the moments, you know, five years it took you to be where you're at now. 
and I'm just excited to see where you're going to end up in the next five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line, right? Five years ago, when your dad said, hey, if you sell $60 of, you know, micheladas, you're, you're good. You're successful, right? What did, you, at that moment, did you have an expectation? Was it like, I have an expectation to sell $100 worth of it? No, at that moment, I said, you know what? The thing is that my dad's very old school and very, um, I think you could say, in his comfort zone. And, you know, when he said that, I didn't take it the wrong way. I kind of low-key felt like he didn't believe it was going to go well. Yeah. And and it's, and it's perfectly fine, you know what I mean? Because he's been in business for over 30 years, you know, with his restaurant. Mm -hmm. So... I felt like my mom was very motivated about, no, echale ganas, you know, you got this son, blah, blah, blah. And I felt like he was kind of like, oh, well, you know, you should just look for a real job, you know, this is not going to go anywhere. So I felt like he was kind of low-key not too convinced that, that, that it wasn't going to, that it wasn't going to work. So then when it, when I showed him, I'm not saying that I proved to him because I, it's, it's, I just, I had a feeling it was going to go well. Yeah. And, um, when it did happen, he was like, oh, well, it's actually, it's actually really going really well. So then he, when I started doing the micheladas, he was the one helping me do the ceviche and do everything. Mm -hmm. So then it got to a point that we were selling so much that it was, it was too much for him to do, try to do my part and also do his. Mm -hmm. So at that point, that's when, when my wife came in and it was like, you know what, we need to start doing our own ceviche. So my, my wife's actually from Sinaloa, so they're known ah, for, yeah. for, for seafood. So they're, they, you know, when we actually changed the mechanism of what we were doing, we just did things a little bit different. It was the same process it was the same michelada but obviously once we changed that it just honestly you know we have so much people now coming in and actually trying to buy our ceviche so it was like it, it was in a way when when my dad told me like you oh, know it's too much in a way it was kind of good that that happened because now it also made our business grow even more yeah but back to your question when he told me that i kind of in a way i was like oh well i feel like it's gonna and i kind of rubbed it in his face like hey dad you know i sold 300 Oh, okay, you did? That's good. That's good. But, you know, at that time, I felt like I did it more like, see, I told you it wasn't going to, you know what I mean? It wasn't going to go. And the funny part is that when I started doing the bottles, he told me the same exact thing. Oh, son, if, if, um, when you start selling the bottles, you know, you got to be careful because, you know, you're, you're making them fresh. So if people are not drinking them at the time they're supposed to, they could go bad. Yeah. And, you know, they don't have conservatives. So I feel like kind of wanting me to do it, but in a way kind of negative about it. You know, mm -hmm. what if it goes bad? What if, you know, if, if, if you do so many and, you know, it doesn't, it, they don't sell. Mm -hmm. So then the first time I posted, he even told me, oh, if you sell 10 bottles, you know, it's good. So the first day, sold 40 bottles. He was, he was all like, oh, dang, people are selling this. So then it got to a point now that I'm actually mass producing. He sees all these bottles being sold and he's now like, oh, well, you know, I want to get a cut too, you know. <laughs> yeah. I want to make a dollar out of each bottle. I want to, you know what I mean? So now... And I had, I told him, what, you didn't even believe in me. You know, what do you, what do you want to cut out of, what do you, you, you want to get a dollar out of each bottle? You never, you need to relax now. Yeah. But, and I told him, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's something, a process. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, we're all, at, at one point we're all family. And, and maybe I'm also grateful that he maybe not believed in me because mm -hmm. it kind of pushed me more to be like, okay, you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to show you that I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, and at the same time, I had my mom that I felt like she was pushing me to want to do better. But I think she was also doing it because she said I wasn't doing nothing with my life. Yeah. So she was like, you know what? Because I remember there was even courses about, uh, you know, for welding, for other stuff. My mom would be like, oh, well, I'll pay the course. Just go do something. Do something with your life. Yeah. Like, you know, you didn't make it in soccer. Go do something with your life. 
And I felt like my dad was more like, oh, well, um, well, if you're going to do something, you know, be careful because it's not going to go, you know what I mean? So now, you know, I deep down inside, I think he's really happy, especially, you know, with our, our new bottles coming out. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to be um, going to uh, to the manufacturer next next week. We're going to be going to be tasting the last the last sampling, the last taste before the 5,000 bottles are made to make sure that I like the taste and it's ready to go out to a store near you guys. So Damn, I'm really excited about that. That is awesome, bro. It's, it's beautiful to see the transition of, you know, where you started to where you're at now. And it's beautiful to see that growth is every day it's happening. So it's awesome to see that, especially not just in your business, but also personally. While you were telling my, your story about how your dad was more of the protected, more of like the play it safe kind of guy, it made me think, did at any point do you feel like your dad was trying to protect you because, you know, when you went to try out to this professional team, you had such a big vision, right? That when you got hurt, you came back and you went, not to say you went bad and completely turned your life around and did the most horrible things, but you were partying, you were drinking, you were, you know, just, you know, living the life. And you said, you know what, I didn't make it. So what's the point of me? even uh you know continuing anything else probably do you feel like your dad was saying don't dream too big son because if something does happen i don't want you to end up the same way it could have it could have been that too as well um i think at that moment he was probably just you know seeing that it's not easy to start a business so obviously him being in the industry of 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 having his business for very long Mm -hmm. i feel like maybe he thought like don't give your expectations too high because if it doesn't go well, I think in the way that he told me it wasn't going, it wasn't going to go well, and the fact that it did, it kind of maybe in a way did make him happy. Like, okay, well, you know, he's seeing that it's going good for him. But yeah, I kind of get what you're saying that yeah. if he probably did it in the form of, you know what, if you do sell sixty bucks, you know, don't that's that's good, you know that's what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Kind of setting a low standard. Mm-hmm. So if it did go high, you know didn't feel like if you were failing in the aspect of, of what you were trying to do. Yeah. So yeah, it could have, it could have been that he, he, you know what I mean? He, he said it in, in that aspect as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, I see it in the sense of when you go to school, right? Yeah, yeah. You remember you going to school and you would study the night before, before you took an exam and your friends, when you're in class, you're like, Hey Jesse, did you study? And you're like, Oh no, I didn't study. But I feel like you're setting a, a, a protection mechanism so that if you do fail, at least your friends know that you didn't study. Well, I didn't study. study. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so I failed because I didn't study. Yeah, 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 yeah. but even though deep down, yeah. behind the scenes, you were busting your ass, you were yeah, yeah. studying, you were doing yeah. the things that you needed to do. So, I don't know, a lot of times we can tend to do that, right? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like when I started this podcast. When I started this podcast, for me, I had no expectations. I had no expectations. I just said, I like what I, I like listening to podcasts. I like interviewing people. I like asking questions and getting to know their stories. And if I get one listener, and if that one listener gets to walk away with some sort of value, I, I completed my mission. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the first time that I launched it, um, I got about 300 and something downloads. Oh, wow. Right? And uh, today, it's at about, man, I haven't checked it in a while, but it, it, it grew from that number. And just to me, just with no expectation. And I still don't know where this is going. When yeah. I first started... I set a standard to say I'm only going to make five episodes and I'm already at number four and I have a few other guests that I want to bring on and now my expectation went from only five to now maybe 10, maybe 15, maybe make a career out of this, which I'm shooting to possibly if everything goes well, you know, um, 
make this just my full-time job yeah, where yeah. I get to sit with people like you, get to know what they're doing, and just pick their brain and every day just learn from individuals. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's and it's crazy like how you mentioned, you know, that you did this saying, okay, if one person leaves motivated and one person got something out of what we spoke about mm-hmm. to get inspired or get motivated to do great or to do something, you know, that to you is it's already winning. Yeah. And and it's crazy that you mentioned that about, you know, when you started, you said one follower and now you know, I mean, well, not one follower, one listener, and then you had 300. I think that's kind of when I first started our, uh, our Instagram page, I had told my wife, hey, you know, let's make our own Instagram page, you know, just strictly Michelada, Michelada Mixocejas. So then I remember when we got our first 100 followers, we were super excited, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when we hit 500, we were like, oh, you know, when we hit 1,000, we were like, we won the lottery. Like, it was just exciting to see how much people, how self, how a beverage and something that we, 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 we created and had an idea about is getting, you know, so known out there. You know, so it's, 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 it's just crazy now that sometimes I go to stores and people are like, oh, it's that house. Like, you know, how's it going? You know, uh, or, you know, anything just in general, like I'm at Food for Less and the lady that's paying says, hey, you know, I've actually seen you. You know, I've seen your your your, your Michelada all over the Instagram. Wow. I need to go out there and try it. So stuff like that actually inspires me to do better and actually it motivates me. And I'm like, dang, you know, and I was just talking with my wife the other day. She's all like, would you ever think we would have all these direct messages from people trying to book us to make events, trying to book us to, you know, cater for, for their business or trying to do, you know, simply just have something that, that we are doing for them to try. So it's it's something that we created something and now it's it's also become a brand, you know, mm-hmm. Michelada makes the side house has become a brand. You know, we have we have uh we have the Michelada cups, we have the Michelada bottles. We came out with some gummies um, some some gummies with some of our it's 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 actually mixed with our special tamarindo. Yeah. I remember when I first I told my wife about those uh, tamarindo gummies, she was like, oh well, I don't know, you know, uh, maybe not. I don't think it's gonna sell. So I remember the first time um, I did about a hundred cases of the gummies. We sold all of them like in about a day and a half. Wow. So it's like then when that's when my girl was like, hey, people are actually buying these gummies. Everybody's posting about them that they're fire and that they're delicious and that they're this. <laughs> And when she told me, she's all like, you know what? That's what I like about you. Even though I kind of sometimes doubt that maybe it's not a good idea. I love, I love the fact that you're a hustler and you go out there and you say, oh, you know what? I'm still going to do it. I'm going to try it out. And if it goes well and if it happens and then look at now, you know, we have all these people trying to have our gummies and we can't keep up with having them in stock because they just sell and they sell and they sell. So it's, it's just crazy that, you know, we've created a brand of, of, Michelada Mixer Cejas, which started with the Michelada. Then later on, I came out with hats. People were asking me, hey, when are you going to give me a hat? I want to buy you a hat. When people started telling me I want to buy a hat from you, I'm like, people really want to buy, 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 buy a hat and support me. And people tell me, how much are you selling your hats for? I was like, you know what, 10 bucks, whatever it costed me. I'm not trying to make no money off you guys. I'm already excited and happy that you're even trying to wear my brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, when, when are you, can I get a shirt? Can I get this? So it just started becoming, it made me become so happy and grateful and excited that you know something that we created five years ago is now expanding and, and, and skidding out there to everyone so yeah damn where do you see yourself in the next five years where do you see this com- this business this brand going well the thing is that i initially had started you know in in last three weeks i started with my stores selling my um my uh the michelada cups itself so I said in the beginning, you know, if, if I get um, 
10 stores, you know, I could start off, you know, with one pallet, getting stuff out. So then eventually I said, you know what, if I get 100 stores, the thing is it's, it's, it's a numbers game, you know what I mean? So I said, if, it, if I get 100 stores and out of those 100 stores, I get X amount of stores to sell so much, you know, we're going to be selling X amount of, of cups. So my goal eventually, you know, I'm thinking big, you know what I mean? If from here to five years, and I already have it written down, I already have it, you know, to me, it's, I'd say I'm so happy and grateful now that I have a thousand stores selling a hundred cups and, you know, we're making X amount of, 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 of money in, 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 in sales as a team. So I kind of visualize myself already from here to five years of what's going on, of what it could be. Because eventually, potentially, I could only do so much by myself. So it's going to be something that we need to build a team and build the right team in order to actually be able to expand and get those 1,000 stores. Mm -hmm. The thing is, I know it's something that could be done because right now, just in Stockton, just in the south side, I got 20 stores. Wow. And I'm just talking about Stockton. I still haven't gone out west. I still haven't gone out north. I still haven't gone out east. So just in Stockton alone, there's hundreds of stores that we could potentially get. Yeah. But my goal from here to 10 years, I mean, from here to five years is get at least a thousand stores yeah. and that's and, and and i actually have the math written down i think it's for me to accomplish that from here to five years is actually getting 36 <coughs> stores a month wow so getting 36 stores a month mm -hmm. which is two to three stores a day i could potentially reach that goal that that i want to get five years from now so if, the thing is if we don't get the five the thousand stores if we work the way that we're supposed to Maybe it's not a thousand. Maybe it'll be five hundred. Maybe it'll be six hundred. But if if you actually have a plan and you say, okay, you know what, this is how we're gonna do it. It's the same thing. You wake up. You know, you go to work. You go to school. You do what you got to do. So if you have a plan and actually work the plan, you'll you'll you know you'll you'll accomplish your goal. So that's that's one of my goals right there. My goal is to. I had even told my girl, you know, when we go to a soccer game and you watching the soccer game and it says Mar Marcador Global Patrocinado por Clamato, Chivas two. You know, X, X team zero, whatever. I said one day my goal is to be in the stadium and hear Marcador Global, patrocinado por Michelada Mixed Cejas. Wow. So it's something <laughs> that I know if, if we go and expand that big and, and, and see the vision of what we want to do, you know, it, it, who says that can't happen? You know what I mean? Who said it can't happen? So my goal is from here to five years, get a thousand stores, um, have my product. You know, get several bars where you go into a bar, you're gonna enjoy your enjoy your brew and, and have a michelada, and or go to a bar and you buy a bucket of beer and it comes accompanied with a bottle of michelada. So I have a lot of ideas and a lot of, of vision that I have where where it's gonna go, and um, we're just we're just super excited, and 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 a lot of it has to do with with my wife. Um, you know, she also motivates me a lot to 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 actually just be better. And I'm really grateful for her as well because she she's the backbone. You know, sometimes I slack off trying to be funny, trying to do stuff, and she's kind of the one that puts me in check. Like, hey, you know what? She brings you, you back. Yeah, yeah. You like, hey, you know, get your shit together. You know yeah. what I mean? You're kind of going out of your zone. You know, you gotta be professional. You gotta do this. You know, so it's, I'm really grateful for her. Um, not only she's you know my partner, she's a mother of my child. So her and my child actually motivate me every day to to do better. You know what I mean? Me growing up, I can't say that. I needed anything growing up you know my, my parents they owned the restaurant and stuff I believe we were we grown up you know pretty well off and I, we never needed anything so I'm, I'm trying to give my son and my family the best life I could possibly give them so I know that the day that if I'm good they're gonna be good 
So my goal is to build a, a legacy, build something that, you know, one day there's 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 gonna be so much that for my kids' kids, kids, yeah. there's gonna be enough for everybody. That's beautiful, bro. That's so amazing. I, I love it. I love it. And I'm super excited to see that unfold. I'm excited for the next five years, as I mentioned. Uh, I, I can see the fire, I can see the passion, I can see the love for what you do. I can see that you're a good man and you're gonna do amazing things. And we're gonna be at the top together and we're gonna be celebrating with Michelada Mix El Secas and oh bro, I'm, I'm just, I'm fired up for you. I'm fired up for you. I, I, if you guys, oh man, I'm, I'm cheesing right now if I'm I how fired <laughs> up I am. Um, you know, before we end the podcast, I'd like to uh, ask where can they find you and where can they find um, more about Michelada Mix? Okay, well, um, right now we're only, uh, the Michelada Mix itself, the 32 ounce bottle, we only sell it in Stockton, and it's at my dad's restaurant, it's Fiesta Mexicana restaurant, and it's located in 2030 South El Dorado Street. That's where the only place you can find the bottle at the moment. So I'm hoping by the beginning of next, next month, if everything goes as planned, you could potentially find it in, in a lot of stores we're actually working on a website right now that's going to be made that you, it's going to be linked to our Instagram. So once that's made, we could actually ship out to LA to, to um, anywhere. You know what I mean? Because everything's going to be labeled and sealed properly. I already have people out of state. I remember I shipped out uh, cups to Idaho, to Texas, to uh, Arizona, different wow. places because people have been reaching out to me yeah. that they want to try this stuff. So eventually, the cups now are made, you know, legit where you could purchase them anywhere. And could they could be shipped out anywhere right now since the bottles are only um, they're not labeled and sealed you know properly we have all the rights to sell it only at my dad's business because we use his licensing all the the food uh, the food uh, the food department and all that stuff it's legally okay for us to sell it there but only there so eventually once it's done like I said we're, we're gonna have a website um, you could definitely look us up on our Instagram at Michelada makes El Cejas and you could see all the stores that we have, our cups that we're selling currently now. If you guys have any ideas or any stores that you guys want to mention to us, I'll definitely go in there and uh, check out the owner and see if there's anything we could do to actually put them in there. But besides that, right now, the only place you could buy the bottle is at, at my dad's restaurant. And also, uh, we plan on selling still our micheladas preparadas with ceviche for about two more months. So you guys could find those uh, Saturdays and Sundays is when we sell those ones. So after two months, it's, it's done? So after two months, yeah, we're going to be done because of the weather. Yeah. But we're actually working right now. We, we have the keys to a, a, a an establishment we're going to be opening. So we're going to be opening up our own place. It's going to be called uh, Micheladas y Antojitos El Cejas. So that you're going to be able to find fruit. You're going to be able to find uh, licuados, uh, natural juices, uh, micheladas, aguachiles, tostilocos. So we're actually going to be opening up um, a place where you could actually come in, you know, every day, you know, every day of, of the week to actually pick up your little antojitos and stuff. So nice. we're working on that. We have the keys already. <laughs> They've been working on the building itself. It's been taking uh, a while because of all the permits and all everything that needs to be done uh, legally and right. So yeah. eventually we're hoping by the next year having our own spot already, too. Nice. So next time I come into Stockton now, I'm just make sure I stop in there before yeah, yeah, I, I get home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or if you're going to be here till Monday, come on Saturday and come on tomorrow or Sunday and get a, a michelada. I don't have alcohol, so I know uh, you're yes, strictly in your diet. Definitely. So you'll be able to taste it. <laughs> so uh, before we end the podcast, uh, there's a last question that I like to ask all my guests is, what legacy do you want to leave behind? I want to leave the legacy that 
you know, when somebody is drinking a beer, they're drinking with the michelada makes it cejas. You know what I mean? I remember, um, you know, saying there was a saying I had read a book that his 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 legacy was for every household to have his toothpaste in their home. So you know wow. what I mean? I wanted I wanted I want to leave a legacy that every party you go to or every event you go to there will be a bottle of michelada mix and cejas and it's crazy because we're barely starting yeah and i get snapchats from people like the other day i had a friend of mine <laughs> she's a real estate agent and not yeah. that long ago she was showing a house and then somewhere somehow in the backyard there was throwing bottles of cejas she's <laughs> like look i can't even throw i can't even show a house because i find you here at a house wow so it's something that if we could create a legacy with myself, with my family, where um, every household or every event you go to, you know, you, you, you're going to have somebody drinking michelamixas. The way I look at it is it's something that could be done because people drink when they're happy. Mm -hmm. People drink when they're sad. Yeah. People drink when people are born. People drink when people pass away. Yeah. So people drink 24-7. Yeah. So if I can have the right product for you to drink it, with you know, with have my mix, be drinking it with, because you know a lot of people drink. They like their people. They like their beer straight. Mm -hmm. People don't like adding stuff. They don't even like like adding lemon. They don't like. So my thing is, people are gonna drink regardless. Yeah. So if it's not gonna be my product, it's gonna be somebody else's. Mm -hmm. But if we could actually have a product that's good enough and people are gonna enjoy, people are gonna love, and they're gonna want to drink it, why not it be mine? Uh, so. There you go. I love it. Yeah. I love, look forward to uh, trying out the oh, yeah, the mix. Without beer, because I'm doing Without that. Without beer, yeah. yeah that guys, challenge. <laughs> I want you guys to know he's not cheating on his diet. I'm not. Days I'm not. <laughs> well, thank you so much once again for being part of the podcast. I really appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule. Um, I look forward to, you know, the growth of, of your product. I look forward to growing with you and continue this friendship, bro. Thank you oh, so yeah, much. Definitely, definitely. And like I said, I appreciate you reaching out to me. I love what you're doing. I can see... Uh, how much you've grown, yeah. you know, just the way that you carry yourself, the way that you speak, uh, everything about you, I could tell that you've grown a lot. So I really appreciate uh, you reaching out to me and letting me be part of this and, you know, getting a little bit of what we're doing out there to the people and yeah. stuff. And I just want to say before we're done, you know what I mean? If you're out there trying to do anything, uh, whatever it is, you know, a nail shop, uh, you know, a juice shop or whatever it is that you're trying to do, you know what I mean? Just know that it's not easy. Um, Everything, everything requires work. Everything requires patience. Everything requires, you know, a struggle. So if you're out there and you guys are listening and you guys are planning to do anything with your guys' life and and you guys, you know, want to be successful, just I'll, I like to say is don't give up and uh, keep trying and, and do what you're doing. You know, to this day, I still have my regular job. You know what I mean? I haven't, a lot of people don't know that, but people, a lot of people tell me, oh, you work? Yeah, I work. I have <laughs> yes, my, I yeah, do. <laughs> I have my regular job eventually, you know, um, all I can say is don't quit your real job, your your real money that's coming in, that's paying the bills for your dream. If you could if you could work on your dream and at the same time have what's bringing in the money to pay mm -hmm. the bills, you know, keep it like that until eventually you're making three times more than what you're making in your job. Then I say, you know, quit your job, but don't quit on your dreams. So it was nice being here with you guys and I appreciate you guys. And once again, thank you, Chris. Thank appreciate you so that. much. That That's a great way to wrap it up. Uh, guys, if you're listening to this share it to someone that you feel needs this motivation my goal with this podcast is always to motivate to inspire and to encourage 
continue living your dreams continue pursuing what you want out of life never give up uh see you guys in the next episode peace